Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet, and we've got another great episode for you this week. Today, we're talking about common knowledge that you might not know if you are blind or partially sighted. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about folks who are blind from childhood, specifically. Uh, There's a lot of things that people learn just through vision. There's a lot of things that if you're sighted, you probably weren't specifically taught. Um, But because you can see, you've observed and, and sort of put things together. And there are some things that we miss out on when we don't have vision. Doesn't mean we can't learn those things, but sometimes we do need to specifically be taught. And that's what we're talking about today. So with me, I have Clement, Ginny, and Ishita. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, it's good to be back. Hello. Hi. Let's have you guys introduce yourselves, uh, remind our listeners sort of level of vision and and sort of if you've lost vision or never had vision or have some vision, tell us a little bit about yourselves. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. My name is Ishta, and I have a condition called dystrophy, which primarily affects my central field of vision. So I am partially sighted. Um, I think I stand out a little bit uh, compared to Ginny and Clement because I do have working vision and I lost my vision when I was about seven. So my kind of memories before that weren't really like solidified and all my memories kind of just, I feel like I see as I am now kind of like some parts are kind of missing. It's still a little hazy if I kind of visually see memories, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. my perspective is that I I have seen quite a bit of things that probably we're going to be talking about today, but my perspective is a little bit skewed where I thought I've seen this thing a hundred times and I thought I knew what it looked like, but then someone told me that I'm missing out on a very important detail. And uh, I find out that that's exactly completely different from how I thought I was seeing it. So Mm -hmm. a little bit different where I have a general idea, but I'm completely missing out the kind of important details that everyone else is seeing. Right. Okay. Hi everyone. It's Ginny. I'm back again. Um, I have a condition called bilateral microphthalmia. So that means my eyes weren't fully developed when I was born. Um, I am completely blind. When I was born um, and kind of going through my, you know, formative years as a child, I was also completely blind, but I had a little bit of remaining vision in my right eye. But that was mostly for light and dark. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, for the outlines of shapes and colors, but that's um, soon deteriorated. Um, so by the time I was seven or eight, I was completely blind. Um, so as for the common knowledge part, because of that, um, colors I'm really like good with. If someone says, Oh, like this color, I'm like, I know what you're talking about, except for when they start going deeper into shades. Um, but a lot of things that people just see on the day to day or everyday things kind of astound me sometimes when I learn about them or they kind of make me a little bit embarrassed. Um, I really started noticing this <clears throat> sometimes by accident when someone would mention a detail, but I'm also a creative writing student. So I read a lot and I've been reading a lot since I was a teenager. So a lot of this stuff I noticed through books when things are described, um, but also in in classes when I would write a scene and someone would call me out on something or kind of say, hey, that's mm. not quite accurate. Um, um, but yeah, I found reading to be like the main way and I love reading. So that kind of works out for me. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Clement, and I have a condition called Nori disease. Nori disease is a genetic condition that has to do with retinal detachment and um, underdeveloped retinas. So I have no vision at all, and I was born totally blind. 
the common knowledge thing has always been interesting to me. Uh, it was very interesting when we kind of developed this topic because, um, let, like Ginny said, there's lots of things, and Sean said, growing up, there's lots of things that people kind of learn just by observation or by looking around that um, people like myself who are blind uh, don't know how or don't know because we haven't had the opportunity to see certain things because we can only touch them or hear them or smell them or taste them. And there's lots of things um, that you don't necessarily have that kind of immediate access to. And just to kind of weigh in on like my perspective here, um, I grew up with a degenerative eye condition. So I'm pretty sure I was legally blind at birth, but had closer to 10% vision um, and then gradually lost it most of it by the time I was 18. So um, it's interesting that there are a lot of things that I don't know as well. And it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm interested, Ishitha, to see for us to compare kind of <laughs> what our thoughts are on what things look like, because even though I thought I had a lot of vision, um, there are still so many things that people say that I'm like, really, that's a thing? I had no idea. So yeah, and, and it, when you really stop and think about it, I, the other day I was listening to a pipe band and I realized that I don't know what bagpipes look like. And I was a musician. I was in the school band, like really actively involved in music in high school, but no one played the bagpipes. So I never had an opportunity to touch them and I still don't know what they look like. So yeah, if you haven't had a chance to encounter it, how would you know? So this is called incidental learning. Um, learning that happens incidentally, just sort of, I like to say by accident. Uh, and when you're blind, it doesn't necessarily happen by accident. So I have asked each of our co-hosts today to send me a list of things that they found out later that <laughs> the, a list of common knowledge that they didn't know that I guess they do know now if they've sent it to me. Um, and I kind of divided it into themes and I haven't shared with each other because I wanted to have our natural reaction to hearing the thing. So if I say something that somebody said, um, you know, if everybody's like, I didn't know that either, <laughs> I thought that would be entertaining. Uh, we do have our podcast producer, Rob, on standby in case there are any things that need to be verified. So he might interject or we might call him in if there's something we're not sure about if we need a little more explanation or if we've got it wrong based on the list of things so just wanted to give a heads up that that might happen okay so the first theme is food so did you know well some of you did probably the pest <laughs> <laughs> many <Sorry>. of you <laughs> did you know that pesto is green i did not I mean, I did, I did later, but I did not know from looking at it or eating it. I discovered it. it when I discovered it. <laughs> right. How did that so, come up, by the way? So this was so okay. So this was one I submitted. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting because, like most foods, some foods I do know the color of, and that's just in kindergarten. You know how they go, "What's the different apples?" What's mm -hmm. the different color of grapes, right? So, okay, we do know some things, but pesto is like one of my favorite things. If anyone knows me, they know that. Um, and I've seen, you know, as a kid, like I said, I could see color. So I've seen pasta and what I've always seen is red because I used to, as a child, eat it with tomato sauce, okay? Mm -hmm. So that transferred over into every pasta is red or white <laughs> to me, okay? That's just how my brain envisions it. Okay, so fair enough. One time, one time I was eating, um, I went out for with a friend to Old Spaghetti Factory, got the pesto linguine. It's my favorite dish. Okay. And we were just eating. I don't know how this came about. I said something like, oh, they have little, um, maybe it was like basil leaves or something in there. I'm like, oh, little, little green specks or something like that because I was eating like, you know, little pieces of, I don't know what it was. And she goes, I mean, technically, it's always green. And I'm like, huh? Like, what? And she goes, yeah, your pasta, when it's, you know, like the sauce goes on, is green. And I'm like, ew, oh my gosh, green pasta? Because to me, I'm so I've, again, I've seen only the colors I've seen. I'm envisioning grass green pasta. Like that, to me, is 
pasta cannot be grass green to me. But um, so I'm like, okay, can you explain that some more? And she said, you know, pesto, because it's made out, you know, of XX and X things, the color is green. So when you put it over the pasta, it's 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 green. And I'm like, I still, I cannot envision eating a bowl of green pasta till even today, but it's still my favorite dish. Okay. So just to clarify, is it grass green? I don't know. Ishita? <laughs> it is a little bit of a darker green. Um, so it's kind of like in between, I would say it's like light, lighter than like a, I'm probably really bad at describing this, lighter than a grass green that you would kind of expect to see outside in the grass when it's like, you know, lush. Um, I would kind of maybe say like herbs, kind of like if you guys have seen mm-hmm. um, or like people who are maybe sighted or partially sighted, um, maybe like spinach or I think basil. Okay. It, I think right. that is kind of the color of green where you see it. So it is kind of, you can say, herby and leafy, but not to the extent because other ingredients are also mixed in. So it yeah. lightens it slightly. <laughs> um, so it's not it's not that dark. Why I think, would you put green on pasta? I don't. It's basil. Don't basil's like one of the main ingredients in pesto. Yes. So yes. If basil's green, then pesto's green. Clement, did you know pesto was green? Um, I did. I mean, but I also discovered it later because I love food and I'm into mm. learning about different kinds of food. So that was mm-hmm. how I came across that factoid. But okay. I didn't know that kind of growing up or, <laughs> okay. you know, whenever I had pesto. Some pastas are green because some of them have um, vegetables kind of in baked into the dough. So right. I've seen right. spinach pasta that's right. like a tint of green. Um, yeah. And it may not be very noticeable at times. And it's not necessarily always disclosed, but some are. It's like pink pasta for Valentine's Day. And it's like pink because oh. of beets or something. So oh. sometimes pasta is different colors on its own without sauce, just right. based on what they put in the dough. I've That's heard of so like, wrong. I've heard of like tricolored <laughs> tortellini or something. And I didn't actually know it was different colored pasta. Oh my gosh. We're, we're learning so much already. Okay. I have a long list, so we can't uh, okay. we can't we can't take too long on each one. But this one is funny to me, and it must have been a vegetarian who submitted this. Meat is an animal body part on a plate. <laughs> Meat isn't isn't. Oh, isn't. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, getting really technical. Okay, no, no, no. Let me. I mean, meat is. <laughs> A body. It is. So, I mean, but it's not just like. A, <laughs> well, it depends. Chicken legs are actual. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I grew up vegetarian, um, culturally, so never touched me, never ate it, never, like ever, like even mm-hmm. knew about it. Right? Only heard about it on TV and stuff. Now, however, I have touched live animals. Mm. So, when someone says, "Oh," when as a kid, when someone says, "Oh, I'm having chicken." I imagined. <laughs> Sorry, this is so embarrassing. I imagined sticking on a plate, like a physical chicken. I mean, that can happen. <laughs> no, but okay, but and then they'd be like, "Oh no, no, no! The feathers are taken off." So now I'm imagining a naked chicken on a plate. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm gonna say that now. I'm eating okay, a naked chicken. But- on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so embarrassed but but um then you know people would be like okay chicken legs chicken breasts chicken legs again i didn't know that chicken breasts were not like human breasts or that mm, they're not the wing, like <laughs> i assume it is part of the breast part of the chicken but it's like a fillet it's like cut into a chunk it's, yes yeah it's it's the ch- it's that the chest Yes. portion of the chicken yeah but i didn't know that it wasn't let's just take off someone's like, right, right. <laughs> i get so, it when people would like eat me you know i would kind of like sometimes they'd be like oh so how long have you been a vegetarian we talk and i'd be like cool so like what does that taste like and they'd like you know talk about it and i'm like okay like so how do you just like put a chicken's leg in your mouth <laughs> 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 be like what and i'd be like explain that and they'd like they like explain it to me and then you know i knew Mm. that oh it's literally you take the meat off of the animal Mm -hmm. um that's right you don't actually say here's a 
chicken, let's put it on a plate. Yeah, okay. And it's prepared in different ways, and that meat actually isn't even flavored. You have to actually add flavoring to it. Um, and then a lot more, I also learned, like, when, you know, food would be mentioned in books, it wouldn't really explain that part. It would just say, oh, like, she's eating juicy chicken. Like, so I didn't yeah. actually know this until someone explained it. Super embarrassing. I no, know. I love it. Thank you for sharing but, that. Thank you. We might need a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. No. Okay. Oh the details of animal destruction in order to eat. Anyways. Okay. Moving on. Um, different pop is different colored. Is this, is this a surprise? I mean, can we, okay. So I know that it's different colored, but can you, can one tell the difference between Coke and root beer? If you can see, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as a kid, I submitted this one as a kid. This is what I didn't know until I like actually would like hold the glass up really, really close to my face. Hmm. <clears throat> okay to me like something like coke and root beer would look very similar except if i did hold it close i could smell it and that would give it away yeah. but the more neon colors like uh crush because like they're like bright orange and, and the, yeah. the other one is pink like those mm-hmm. ones are a little bit hard but like something like sprite um because that one's clear ish yes. um so Something like that against trying to think of like another clear, <laughs> maybe like, like club um, soda or club soda. That would be kind of hard to tell again, unless you get the sweet smell. So mm. um, some are, some aren't just based on the similarities between two types of sodas. Yeah. Is, is ginger ale clear? Ginger ale so. is like a greenish tint. Okay. At least to me is what it looks like. Because ginger. <laughs> um, Oh, it's sure. a little bit it's a little bit darker not like again coke or root beer but it, it is a little bit yeah. um greenish from what okay. i can tell right so that is like i'm pretty sure i could tell orange crush and i could tell the brown drinks <laughs> when i was a kid and that's kind of the extent i mean for me color i used to read my pencil crayons because i would mix up purple and brown and blue and green and colors that were kind of similar orange and mm-hmm. pink so I feel like being able to see the difference in pop colors was, yeah, if the, if it's dramatic, like the bright fluorescent, then that's definitely something. But yeah, um, it's not something people talk about, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So the inside of the fruit is not the same as the outside of the fruit. So for example, an apple might be red or green on the outside, the skin, but inside it's white. Um, I recently learned that inside blueberries are not blue, which was kind of mind boggling. Yeah, I think (laughs) yellow or green or and green. I don't know. It was weird. I can't remember, but (laughs) not a solid blue all the way through. I knew that fruits like can be different like i knew apples were different i knew um bananas watermelon whatever um but like i didn't know about blueberries and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that i thought those would be like similar and along that thread i mean even just what certain fruit look like 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 of course we all know well probably an orange an apple a banana but like what does a mango look like what does Um. a dragon fruit look like what does a pomegranate look like mm. like what is in a general turnip? kind of the more the more exotic fruits that we might yeah. not see yeah. a whole on a regular mm-hmm. basis yeah, yeah. Or, yeah and even vegetables like you might have seen them on your plate as a kid like cooked but that's not how they look in the whole package right so mm. it's are you teaching your child you know are you showing them the whole thing before you make dinner and then this is what you're eating even eggs <laughs> like an egg in it you know, in the carton looks a lot different than the eggs on your plate <laughs> when you're eating them. Yeah, I definitely didn't know that as well. Mm, yeah. And I mean, the, especially with vegetables and fruits, you know, these are basic things that you can teach your children and they they really make a big difference, especially when you get older and as you start grocery shopping, it helps to know what aisle you're in even if you have no one else around. And if there's mm-hmm. vegetables, you can tell that you're in vegetable versus mm-hmm fruit yeah. or other things totally and um, even like or- and any, anything grated right like onions most of us don't 
you know, haven't learned until later what a whole onion looks like, because normally when we're kids, we eat mm -hmm. onions that have already been either diced yeah. or chopped or minced or whatever else. Yeah. So, and cooked. So the texture yeah, is not even cooked. the same. Yeah. Yep. Same thing with garlic, all of those kind of herbs and spices that we always grind up or mince. Uh, you know, no one knows or not no one, but it's it's we learn a lot later what gar what a whole clove of garlic, uh, not clove, mm -hmm. a bunch, a bulb. A bulb. Bulb is <laughs> a bulb of garlic. You know, we mm -hmm. don't know what that looks like. Uh, people don't know what a whole ginger root looks like, right? So. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like. Um, so I guess this is sort of advocating for getting your blind child to help you in the kitchen because yeah. that is a good way for them to learn and you can show them as you're making your meal before you chop that onion, you know, let them feel it. And this is the onion. This is what it feels like after I've diced it. Now I'm putting it in the frying pan, you know, and then when they're eating it, remember those onions, this is what it looks like now. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, this one amused me also. Uh, there's no such thing as normal bread. There are brands and varieties of bread. So kind of like Kleenex is not, not all tissue is Kleenex. <laughs> not all bread is, I don't even know a brand of bread. So I was in the store. So, okay. So when I was a kid, my parents would just buy food. Food would appear as, you know, at home, yeah. you'd eat it. So one time, uh, like when I was older and I was living on my own, I went shopping. And I was with someone, okay, what kind of bread do you need? And I'm like, is that just bread? It's like the normal bread. And they're like, <laughs> what? And so they're like, okay, let's just, like, what do you eat, brown or white? And I'm like, I think the brown kind. So we get the, get to the body uh, soap body wash section. What kind of body wash do you use? The, the normal one. <laughs> what kind of shampoo do you use? The normal one. And they're like, um... okay. So we need to explore a store because, because there are so, and like, yes, I knew that, you know, there were so many options. Like I knew, mm -hmm. okay, like people eat all different kinds of breads. Yes. Like, well, you know, people use different types of body washes. Like, yes, people use different types of soaps. There's so many options. But what I didn't know is that there isn't like, like, oh, this is the, like, this is the brand we buy. Or like, I didn't know that. I thought there was this one generic one that everyone kind of bought, like bought, and then all the other ones were just kind of more like options, I guess. Oh. <laughs> like I didn't really explore. Oh, this, this there's Wonder Bread. That's a thing. Um, mm. or like, oh, you know, like there's there's different. Like here's probably like the soap that you use, but like, yes, there's all different kinds of soaps. Like I I I knew that part, but oh, like did you know that? even between companies they have similar products like you can't say oh i use dove do you mm -hmm. know that dove has like this this and this and like right. yes i i knew this because i mean in theory because everyone's houses have different soaps you know the mm. aisles are full but i yep. didn't know that i don't know how to explain this one really that they're that I think I get it. Almost soaps. like there's like a generic brand called body wash. And then some people <laughs> choose to get the nicer, whatever, or the extra this or the whatever, yeah. like that, that the standard is the generic, except that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, there is like, so there is like the store brand if you want something cheaper, of course, um, which I right. also didn't know, but that's just, that's a different thing. Yeah. It's together. just another brand. But even I think, between like brown bread, there's 10 different kinds of brown bread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, this isn't news to me, but I do remember when I started doing my own grocery shopping, um, I realized that everything on my list was just things that my mom used to buy. Exactly. And, and until you actually start going grocery shopping with other people who introduce you to other things, you just keep buying the same things because you don't there are a lot of things like we never had pop tarts when I was growing up so I had to meet someone who ate pop tarts to learn that pop tarts were a thing it's not like exactly. I can just walk along the aisles and be like "Ooh, pop tarts what's that so yeah it does take longer to be introduced to stuff sometimes of and course like nowadays now the great the great thing is because of the internet you can learn yeah. about things a lot faster mm -hmm. and a lot sooner mm -hmm. you know True. than 
kind of when we when we were well i say we <laughs> when i was growing up you can I say mean, it. when i, when I, when I was growing, growing up, up it was the same thing uh because the internet wasn't quite in its full bloom yet when i was growing up so it was the same idea you know i would kind of always buy the same things because my parents bought it or because my aunts and uncles bought it when i went shopping with them um and so there was yeah. just kind of this vac <laughs> not vacuum but it was very very narrow mm -hmm. just because of the lack of exposure which yeah. thankfully now isn't as big of an issue as it was, but still. Well, with online yeah. shopping too, you can actually mm -hmm. browse the aisles. Yes. So yeah. that's pretty cool. That's yeah. like what's done mm. the difference for me. And like you said, Sean, like meeting other people, like now there might be things I choose to get that aren't on that, you know, same mm -hmm. list as like my parents, right? So. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move away from food, unless anyone else has a food food one that's come to mind okay this next topic was a big one nature slash scenery is what i called it i didn't know that planet earth was a blue color when you looked at it from space at least that's what i gather from reading a lot of scientific articles and plenty of fiction oh. i didn't know that I and didn't this know that. Huh. this might require some input from rob unless ishitha can help us is this true? <laughs> it is partially true. So from what I know, and based on uh, uh, Earth pictures that people have taken from space, um, because of the water being such a big part of the, like, of Earth, oh, there is blue, blue kind of mixed yeah. in. But you can also see green and brown and, like, kind of, like, clouds. So it's, like, how you can kind of see, like, a marble where the base color may be closer to a blue. Mm. Um, but then it's like mixed in with different colors mm. because yeah. of all the other elements that earth has. Yeah. Oh. And that is interesting because you'll Not read only blue. Yeah. You'll read things that say blue, green or blue, white or blue. And it's usually blue with a certain other color because of whatever the picture is. Um, or because that just happens to be what someone sees. You know, if you're reading fiction, what someone sees. I did not know that. Okay, my mind is blown right now. Yeah, so, what? Um, so other planets, because I do remember sort of seeing like, like, I don't know, models of the solar system or, and they were different colors. Are they the colors that they look for real? Like, like Mars is always red, isn't it? Yeah, is it Mars red? Is so... no, Mars is supposed to be red, supposedly yes. red. Yeah, that's what I know as it well. Is that because red. Mars actually looks red? Like, so, like, with Earth, a lot of its color comes from, again, water, right? So a lot of the other planets don't have uh, water to that extent, maybe, like, inside the ground, and it's not as visible. So mm -hmm. with, like, um, Venus, I'm from what I remember, it's like a... It's very like, there's a lot of gas, right? Kind of that's what it's known for, toxic okay. gas and everything. So it's more of like a hazy, brownish, yellowish, a um, little bit of green mixed in. And again, Rob, please feel free to, if I'm okay. that I did, if I'm that wrong. Some, like, because of its elements that it's made up of. So like Mars, from what I remember, is mostly red, but there's also a bit of brown. And then with the craters that you can kind of see with it, with the photos, um, a little bit of different colors, but I don't think I've ever seen like a blue or like a green really in Mars mm -hmm. because okay. life isn't really there, right? right. So there's yeah. not much dense for mm -hmm. water and vegetation and that stuff to be around. Um, so the color in the solar system are kind of the base colors. They don't really go into the full details of what you can see, mm -hmm. um, but they are present, but then there are other things because of what's on the planet and it depends uh, which one it is mixed in. Wow. Is that also because you're looking from really up high, so it's going to only show like it's the like you're not looking at all of Earth in your eye, right? Like your eye isn't looking at all of Earth, right? Like it kind of looks like a speck of blue, if that makes sense, right? No, it's the, the opposite because it looks really small because it's really really far away. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's so a it's speck. It's not a speck. Generally, I would say the photos I've seen, they do get a pretty good look of it, but you're not seeing the whole 360 um, sphere, sphere. You're seeing like one section of it because again, it's hard to take like a full model photo. They probably do have those, but mm -hmm. the photos are taken from one specific angle essentially. So you can see it's rounded, but you're only kind of seeing one side of the surface of the earth, mm -hmm. if that right. makes sense. But you're not seeing um, like houses and stuff. No, 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 no because no, no. it's okay. so cold back. 
you're only seeing what oh, okay. the biggest are the largest elements masses. in Earth. Wow, well, yes. I'm, I'm shocked. Did not know all this. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm actually way more interested in astronomy all of a sudden. Hmm. Yeah. Astronomy, <laughs> astronomy is awesome. Yeah, I, I think I just paid attention to the shapes, right? I'm like, okay, that yeah. one has, Jupiter has rings and I, the order and Pluto was the smallest, except poor Pluto's not a planet now, but like, yeah, I never paid attention to the, what colors they were and, and how that related to what they're made up of and stuff. That's mm -hmm. really interesting. Okay. A sunset is not like a cloth or a warm feeling, but what it is, is colors blending in and out of one another. It's like a, it's like a gradient from one color s slowly to the next. So I, I this, mm -hmm. yeah, pretty hard to describe a sunset. Um, I think for me, I could see like an orange glow at some mm -hmm. point during a sunset that is different than when the sun is up in the sky. It's just brighter and, and not as warm, right. I guess, or I don't know how to describe it, but I can't see, like, I've heard people describe the whole sky being different colors and. Um, when oh, I was writing my a piece and when I was reading pieces, like a lot of them focused on nature scenes. And when I was growing up and always asking people, what does a sunset look like? They, they wouldn't actually ever describe it to me. Like I was always told, Oh, it's a warm feeling or, Oh, it's a, it's a warm bath or it's a silky cloth. And I'm like, oh, okay, but that's not what I want to know. So it actually wasn't until recently that someone actually explained the sunset to me. So that's why I included hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of compare it with how the sun kind of gets like, you know, colder and colder or like like less and less on your skin mm -hmm. when the sun is setting each while that's happening colors are slowly kind of fading into one another i forget the order but let's just say like orange to yellow so like there'd be orange um kind of like as well on the sun but because the sun has like you know is 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 moving out into the sky it it makes it so that the sky kind of looks orange right mm -hmm. Um, and then it kind of goes to like, I think if, it, I don't know if it's red, to, I think it's red to orange. Yeah. So it would kind of go like a ready orange. It kind of like flows or like when people say, oh, the sky is such a beautiful pinky purple. Like it's the light kind of making it appear that way. So a lot of it is kind of like, you know, light doing things, um, to the sky. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a sunrise and sunset are literally just, slowly colors kind of fading in and out to which that's where the the prettiness and the beauty sort of comes from what does has she got that right <laughs> i hope so. I should thought. Did, did I, uh, generally yes so the way i would describe it to someone maybe a bit different but the way i see it is so it's setting so it goes down right then yeah. from your view because the sun is up kind of especially depending on the time of the day you look up don't look at the sun though um and then it goes down in the horizon right in the distance you see it going physically down where it can kind of disappear behind houses so closer to the sun where you can still see it poking through that is where i will say the more warm colors are so orange uh red and a little bit of pink um those are where they're generally centered and then it's also varied between the seasons as well so, um, and then if you go higher up, if you look a bit up, that's when you'll see the night. So the dark blue, the deeper colors pulling through. So it, sometimes it is like a gradient where it goes from blue to orange to thing to, to kind of like yeah. that to see the sun. Um, and then in winter, because it's darker faster, um, even if the sun is still setting, sometimes it's mostly just blue or um, you'll see a little bit of warm colors, but it's mostly still dark. So it just, it's dependent also on the time of day, the time of the season. Um, so it's not always the same. I don't think, I think I heard someone say that no two sunsets are the same. Mm -hmm. it's yeah. Very depending yeah. on when yeah, you yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got that exactly right. And and that was what I was going to jump in with too, is that the other thing to remember is that it, it's always different. And I don't know the science mm -hmm. behind it, but I imagine it has a lot to do with just atmospheric conditions and weather conditions. But um, yeah, some some sunsets are very pink or some yeah. are very orange. And sometimes it is more like a gradient. So yeah, it can just vary. 
Okay. So I didn't know that Thank part. You, That's interesting as well, that it's it's different. It's not always like the same gradient every day. Clouds mm. in the sky are going to affect the sunset or sunrise, wow. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that's why people talk about a beautiful sunset, because there's some sunsets that are just kind of average. And oh. then if the atmospheric conditions are right, you'll see prettier colors. Or if the clouds are clearer, it'll be nicer because you'll see more detail than you normally would. Kind of like stars, right? On a cloudy yeah. night, you can't see the stars okay. as much as when it's clear. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why, like, you'll, if you have... You know, if your friends who like to go see the sunset, the, the, some people will say, oh, that was a it was a really nice sunset last night. It's like, OK, uh, what's the difference between that one yeah, and every other one? Was... But then oh. you'll. Yeah. So depending on like Rob, basically, it's what Rob said, depending on the conditions of the day where mm-hmm. things in the sky just happen to be, it's going to do things with the light that make them either really, you know, much, much nicer or just kind of average. Hmm. Wow. So on that theme. Um, the next point is when people look at the sun, it's not just a blob of light, but there are rays that yeah. shine down. So, so anyone else curious about this? <laughs> we, should we explain this? This one I feel like is just, just, just interesting. Cause a lot of people are like, the sun is round and like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that like, it's actually beams kind of thing coming out of right. it. Yeah. Right. So the beams yes there are such a thing as sunbeams but really it's not you don't necessarily see them and even then like you can't actually look at the sun anyways mm-hmm. yeah but really the only the only time that you ever see any sort of a like a sunbeam or anything like that is when you've got the the light from the sun hitting something that it's reflecting off of. So for example, sometimes if you're in a, in a, in a room and, and sunlight uh-huh. is streaming into the room, the, the sun, the sun beams are hitting like dust particles in the air. And so you can sort of, that's the only way that you can kind of see the, these beams. So really normally in a normal condition, if, if there's nothing for that, um, for those, for that, those light beams to really bounce off of, you don't actually see them. And that's why like things like, um, you know, seeing um, beams coming through the clouds sometimes, you know, that's a, that's a whole meme. Um, that's really just, again, it's oh. because of atmospheric conditions and it's the light of the sun that's bouncing off of things because normally those would be invisible. You can really see them with your, uh-huh. with your eyes. When we draw a sun though, I remember being in kindergarten. I don't remember being in kindergarten, but I do remember the childhood sun I used to draw, which was a ball of yellow with rays coming out of it. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yep, and that's a that's a total thing. That's that's the same thing, but it really doesn't. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know why they did that. Like, yeah, because it doesn't. It's more the ball of yellow that we see if we don't, but we're not supposed to. And it doesn't have a happy face on it either. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yes, it always had a happy face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see. I was. I had to draw this recently. That's how I was like, "Oh, there's rays." I was just gonna draw a circle for you. So my drawing was more accurate. Didn't oh, because that. the moon is just the circle, what? unless you make it a banana shape. What? A moon is a circle. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, what moon can be. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. A moon depends yeah. on how much of the moon you're seeing. Yes. Right. Yeah. If Which you're I seeing the full moon, then it's a full round. moon is a circle. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, so fun. But I, I think we're, we're we're straying into an astronomy <laughs> podcast here. <laughs> I'm telling you, there was a lot of points about scenery and this kind of stuff. Um, okay, so this one is kind of interesting. Um, the horizon is a part where people think the Earth and the sky meet. It is an illusion of sorts. Yeah, it doesn't, you can never reach the horizon, right? If you actually <laughs> tried to get there, it would keep moving. Because <laughs> you can't really go to the end of the earth. <laughs> I think that isn't, that must be related to why explorers originally thought the earth was flat. And, Probably. Yes. And then they yes, tried to is. get to the end of it and <laughs> yeah. probably kept Because moving. if you don't have the technology to look at it, you can't tell that it's actually a sphere. So it just looks it does look like the sky just ends at the earth, mm. which is why when the sun sets, it just drops below the, the earth. earth is kind of oh. what it looks like. Yeah, That's what it looks like. Yeah. 
Yeah. I actually didn't even know we had a horizon. I was actually using it as a metaphor. And then I was like looking it up just to be safe. Um, and I was like, oh, there's a, a line that people see, which is quite interesting. And then I realized that that line wasn't actually real. I didn't even know that that is what a horizon was, that mm-hmm. people see this invisible line all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there an actual line? Or is it just sort of hmm. one ends and the other? Sp- I mean, there. I guess there is kind of a line. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It, it looks like a line. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the best oh. way to describe it. Okay. 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 This is a question I have. I was recently reading a book, and they were talking about um, the Northern Lights and mm. and that the stars were different colors. Are stars different colors? When you look up at the sky. I never thought about that. I thought they were just pricks of light. Yeah. Yeah, they they are. I mean, if if you have something like a telescope or whatever and you and you sort of can can get a little bit of a closer look at it and zoom in, I think that yes, some of them are um red and some other more more are more white, say, for example, but it's nothing that you you can't really see that with with, um, the naked eye. Okay. So you're bringing me on for all the science questions, which is I'm like the worst person. <laughs> we need a science, like astronomy, like separate podcast. I, I'm very curious and now have a lot of questions about stars. Okay. We're going to move on to other aspects of nature. So I like this. <laughs> this is a good one. The wind is not something people can see. It's things moving that tell people that it's windy. Yes. This I think I did know that you could not see wind. Yeah, I knew that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you I think that- wind looked like? <laughs> I knew that when I discovered it and put it on the list. Right. Um, so, it's, okay. So when I was, I thought wind was something you see because when it used to hit my face, because mm. I could kind of like, it would kind of make me stop breathing for a little bit or like choke me up. I was like, there's something blocking me, must be blocking everyone else's vision. <laughs> um, so one time my sister was like oh it's it's windy and i was like okay but like like how do you know that like you're not even like really paying attention like or something like or that we're inside know. and you're looking out the window how do you know it's windy yeah but she could see the wind like that's what i thought yeah yeah but it was and she's like because our trees they're going crazy i'm like okay but like what is the wind like where what is it doing like what is it hitting like where is it coming do you see it mm. coming towards the tree or something like that and she's like what are you talking about and i'm like <laughs> oh, do you see it moving towards it and she's like oh no like the wind is invisible like air in front of our face is invisible i'm like mm-hmm. oh even when we like breathe that's cool and i'm like so how do people know it's windy and she's like well if it's just a little breeze and nothing's moving, you might not by looking. Um, but let's say if a tree is really moving and swaying, you'll know that it's windy. Or if things are kind of flying or leaves are moving, you'll know it's windy. And I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So cool. That's cool. <laughs> Sand isn't just white. It can be yellow or brown. And some people, some places even have green or black sand. I don't think I knew that. I thought sand uh, was sand. No. <laughs> like a brown uh, color. Clement, Ishta, did you guys know that? Yes. I knew that there was different kinds and different colors. Um, I don't think I've seen black. I've heard that exists. Um, and then also there's like quicksand, which mm. I don't know if it looks particularly different. I think it's more brown like a darker brown. Um, I could be wrong though. <laughs> but yeah, I do know generally because also things get mixed in. There's also some gray in, especially if it's at the beach. Right. Um, so it's not only one specific color, which I, <laughs> I could know that. I thought I used to think that as well. Like I thought it was sand with sand. And then I was writing a scene about Hawaii. And that's how I discovered that sand is actually different and that black and green sand exists. Interesting. Uh, black ice is not actually black. It's just something you can't see. Yeah, I like. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that too. The black ice thing makes me laugh because I always say all ice is black ice when you're blind. 
Um, (laughs) but yeah. Why do they call it black ice then? Yeah. That's, that's why. So I asked someone once, this is how I found out. I was like, okay, if it's black ice, like, shouldn't you see it more because the ground (laughs) is a different color? They're like, Kitty, what are you saying? And I'm like, you know, black ice, like what's like to deal with that? And they're like, it's, it's not black. And that's how I learned that and put that on the list. <laughs> this is, this could be a comedy skit. You guys, this is some of this is quite funny. I mean, also sad, but these are things yeah. we need to learn, but also funny. <laughs> I, I can't verify this at all. And cause I could be totally wrong about this. Cause this is only what I've assumed. Cause nobody's ever really told me why it's called black ice, but I always assumed that it was called black ice because you can't see it. Um, so that, on the road, like normally on a road, if, if mm-hmm. it's icy, you can see the ice and it's, you can see that white mm. ice oh. color. If it's black ice, you can't see it. So you just see the black of the road. Right. And so they call yeah. it black ice. That's, that's my theory. That yeah, I just, I just Googled it. I just, I just Googled it. And that is why, because okay. the, oh. it's, it's so thin oh. that, it, that you can see the black top underneath it. And black top is what roads are typically made of. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with regular like ice, up. regular ice is thick enough that it obscures the blacktop underneath. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that there's ice there. It sounds more dangerous, like black ice. So it kind of gives yeah. that rather that than too. invisible ice. kind of thing as well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, thought, I, I did figure yeah. it was that, but I always thought it was trying to scare people too. That's what I like. After that, I just started calling it blind ice, but now I'm going to put back to black ice because there is a reason. So it makes sense. Yes. Uh, okay. We're back to astronomy with, um, this one kind of blew my mind. People can see the international space station when looking up at the sky. What? Oh, yeah. yeah yes. That, that I knew too from reading. <laughs> that was mine. Wait, a lot of uh, reading. Wait, what? Oh, it's to go ahead. Exactly. Explain so I had a conversation with a friend who I can't remember how we got here. We just talked about stuff and they were just like, um man i could really see the international space station today and i'm like is it like floating above you right now what <laughs> uh, i'm like where are you like he's like i'm just i'm just looking up and i'm like you you can see the what and so essentially you can't see it like it's how it is how it looks like you know generally like how it's built you can't see it very clearly it kind of looks like a speck how you see a star but it's a little bit brighter so you can mm. distinguish between other uh, stars from what I've seen, but or so what I've heard as well. Um, and because it's there's so much lights going on over there, it's quite bright, but you cannot see its outline of how it looks or anything like that because it's so far away. Mm. When I heard that, I assumed it was just you could see it floating, like very large. I'm like, how did no one tell me that you can't yeah. just look up and it's giant and you can't see it? Because I'm like, it has to be very big, right? So... Um, yeah, I didn't know you could actually just see it with the naked eye. I assumed you would have to have looked at, through a telescope to see it, but no, people can just see it and distinguish between other things that are up there as well. Wow. The other thing that these amazing sighted humans can do is see craters on the moon just by looking at it. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's where so, the Swiss cheese or the man in the moon thing comes from, right? Yeah. So really? I knew that the craters were there because, you know, you learn in science class that there's yeah. craters on the moon. I didn't know you could see it just by looking at the moon. Just yeah. looking at mm-hmm. that, that I didn't know either. People can. Mm-hmm. You can actually see the physical craters on the moon um, when you look at it, just generally in the where you can kind of just see the moon in a night. Wow. So, it's, I always knew it was there, but again, same with the International Space Station. I didn't know you could just look up and see it. And it's there. Like, there's stuff. So you see a circle of the moon, but then how do you see on top of the circle? See, so I'm assuming what, and then also some of my other points of where you can see texture, you can, mm-hmm. people can physically see texture, um, which is like, I didn't know as well. <laughs> Things that have texture is, are visible. Um, to me, texture is oh. a very physical thing where you feel it yeah. and you can see it there, but you can visually see quite a bit of texture on um, a lot of different surfaces. And so the, the craters on the moon, Ginny, aren't on top. Like they're, when you look at the moon, it, let's say it looks like a plate in the sky, like a right. white plate in the sky, but etched on it would be craters that people could see on the plate. Mm-hmm. But- so you're like looking at the, the face of the moon right. and be able to see 
and that I'm talking full moon because, of course, sometimes the moon yeah. is a sliver of the moon or half it's the moon. It's so crazy. Wow, I learned something <laughs> new every day. Yeah, and um, I'll jump in here as as Rob, the unscienced guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know anything. Um, but also, like, the moon is also, it also really depends on the, the atmospheric conditions, I guess, because um, sometimes the moon looks a lot bigger than it does other times. I mean, obviously, it has all the different phases, but sometimes there are certain times when I, I guess maybe it's because the moon is in just the right phase and it's just the right distance from the Earth that it, it appears a lot bigger. So on those types of nights, if it's a full moon, yeah, you can, you can see the craters a lot more than you could say on other nights. Mm. Wild. I just also like learned yesterday that apparently when you take a picture of the moon, it's different than like how you see it in person as well. Cause it doesn't capture all the little, little details. Mm. Uh, we've only gotten through half of my list and there are still many more fascinating facts to address. Um, I think we were too interested in astronomy, so we're going to, split this into two episodes and we are going to come back with part two next week so please join us again and find out more about the common knowledge that uh we might not know if we're blind or partially sighted thank you guys for being here and thank you for agreeing to come back so we can carry on the conversation thank you oh, thanks this was really you fun too. i'm looking forward to next time me too You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca. And also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.